Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel podcast. As a vibrant part of life at TWU, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Well, welcome to chapel. Uh, This is happening during Black History Month, and so during this chapel, we want to give space for uh, students in particular to be able to share about their experiences that they've had um, around issues of race and things that pertain to their heritage um, as Black people in in this world. And so um, I'm excited to have some students from uh, the Afro-Caribbean Club um, and just students in general that are here at Trinity Western and want to share some of their experiences. So we're going to go to Anya to to introduce herself, and then we'll get around, and then we'll, we'll get started. Hello, I'm Anya McHenry. I'm from San Antonio, Texas, and I am a third year history major. Uh, Hi, my name is Tamalori Awanusi. I'm from Dublin, Ireland, and I am a political science major. Hey, y'all. My name is Ose. Um, I'm from Maple Ridge. I'm from BC, um, and I'm a fourth year bio major. Hey, shout out to those hard science folks out in that bio and chemistry world. Um, well, that's awesome. I appreciate you guys just sharing a little bit about where you're from. So we got San Antonio, uh, represent Lone Star State. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand. Uh, it's real hot in Texas. Um, so we got San Antonio. Yeah. We got uh, Maple Ridge. That's that's more local, right, <laughs> Jose? Um and then we got, uh, did you say Scotland? Is that what you said? Uh, no, I said Dublin, Ireland. Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Hey, you got to educate me, brother. D- Dublin, Ireland. So that's uh, that's what's up. So I-, I figured as we just started this conversation, it's just a-, a casual conversation for us to, or really for you guys to share with your peers here at Trinity Western, um, what Black History Month means to you. You know, I'm, I'm coming from an American context. And so I know what it means there, but um, I'm curious for you guys, as students, as you navigate these waters of uh, still a predominantly white uh, Christian institution, what what does Black History Month mean to you? What is it important for your peers to to know about it? Don't everybody jump in all at once. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Black History Month for me, because um, since I'm like from San Antonio, Texas, it's kind of always been um, something that was like really important 
in my house when it came to February. It's always been something that I've kind of like celebrated like it was my birthday. So when coming to Trinity, it was very important for me to bring that cultural aspect to the uh, like the university that I went to, especially with um, a predominantly white university where I feel like a lot of these stories aren't really told and there's a biased sort of like perception especially i've noticed when it comes to like african americans in particular outside of like the mainstream media so it's very special to me that i get to show people a more positive aspect of my culture or even um what's the word I guess demonstrate to them what it is that my culture is exactly. Um, also, to me, there's uh, there's no Black History Month in Ireland. Um, you know, there's no. It's we haven't been Black people haven't really been in Ireland, around in Ireland for for that long. You know, I'm first generation uh, Black Irish, where my parents are from Nigeria. So we don't really have a month where we celebrate Black history because there's essentially no history here. And um, well, honestly, from what I've seen um, in the States and in the UK, uh, it really does seem like a moment where we acknowledge, um, you know, the past, um, you know, what uh, political leaders and figures, people who really pushed for us and who fought for us. Um, it seems like a moment to appreciate them but I mean for me I believe that should be always and um, that should be something we should just take a month to do so uh you know I'm, I'm really trying to find what Black History Month means to me individually so hopefully Canada can help me find that yeah uh Black History Month for me is kind of interesting because um here Black History Month is very different than it is in the States um, I found, especially a couple of years ago, like I was made very aware of the fact that it wasn't really something that a lot of people cared about and it wasn't necessarily intentional, but it wasn't that they intentionally didn't care. It was just so far removed from their, you know, everyday lives. And even at Trinity, like last year, I think was maybe the first year that we really did something um, notable for Black History Month. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's just, it's just been a journey, I guess, kind of navigating how to make it, because it's, it's very important for me, but the environment, it's, it's just different than it is in the States and trying to, I guess, help people around me understand why it's so important um, and why it's something that I take very seriously. That's what I would say. Yeah. No, that's, that's important for, for, I think, people to, to understand. Um, I, I would say, you know, this is a beautiful thing. I mean, Dublin, Ireland, like I said, Maple Ridge, San Antonio, like, I think what this demonstrates on some level is the diversity of Black people, you know? Um, we are not monolithic, you know, as, as no people are, you know, we, we all have some things in common. Uh, many of us know about shea butter. Come on, somebody. Coconut oil. You know, um, th there are certain things that just come with our experience that you're familiar with. 
Um, but but then there are are deviations and and you know unique experiences that all of us have. Um, you know there are, there are black folks in the Caribbean. There's black folks evidently in Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> you know there's there's black folks all kinds of different places. And so um, you know it's it's cool to experience the sameness that we have, but then also to appreciate the unique experiences that we have and and to be able to share that with other people. I think I think you're right, Osei. There's there's a lot of people that. It's not necessarily that they're antagonistic toward uh, Black history, but they just, to be frank, are ignorant. They just haven't been exposed to it, and so you don't know what you don't know. What um what for you guys has been maybe uh you know we can talk about some some positive experiences you've had around race here at Trinity. You know, um, being students of color and in, in a space uh, that is increasingly. Um, more diverse around race, but still predominantly white, and um, and definitely wouldn't be as it increases uh, the the minority populations that it increases with. It's it's not necessarily black folks, you know. Um, so so what what have been some positive experiences of your journey so far here at Trinity um, as you navigate these these waters as a university student? Uh, for um, me, oh no, go ahead, Tony. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, uh, so I haven't had, um, obviously this is my second semester here, so I haven't had, I mean, one of them was online as well. So I haven't had a proper experience yet um, with Trinity, but I mean, in terms of like rugby and my coach um, here at Trinity Weston, uh, you know, he's been a standout man, a stand-up guy uh, in terms of everything. Um, you know, at the peak of um, the Black Lives Matter movement in the summer, you know, he did reach out to me personally and uh, he spoke to me and he was very straight up uh, about it and he said that you know there's there are a lot of things that i haven't known a lot of things i need to unlearn and learn um towards being a better person and being more understanding and you know just having a coach who you know he didn't have to um he didn't have to do it and it's, it's not but he did you know and it's not something that like i should essentially be grateful for that my coach isn't racist, but it's just something that you can appreciate and you know, take as a token that he cares and he understands what I go through and what other players on the team might go through. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I don't know if this is like a, but it, it's something that I've noticed and I, I kind of take it as a big deal, but I remember when I first got here in my first year, um, there was maybe a solid total of like, five black people that I knew and like that was that was kind of it there may have been others I just didn't see them um but like now it's just so great to see the diversity and not just obviously black people though that is like you know directly affects me uh, but just the increasing diversity and the willingness that Trinity has had over the years to have the conversation about diversity and, you know, Black History Month and multiculturalism and the integration of different cultures in the school. It's just been really great to see how Trinity has been pushing to make sure that there is proper representation. That's That's been something that's been very encouraging for me. Um, a lot of the positive experiences I've had surrounding my race at Trinity has come from being a part of the um, Afro-Caribbean club. It was a bit of a culture shock for me coming from Texas all the way to Canada and being one of 
like being a part of a huge or a smaller minority, I think there was two black girls in my building and one of them left soon after I arrived. So it was really nice being able to connect with other people that kind of like look like me and learning that even though we're all black, there are differences between us culturally. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good stuff. I mean, you know, some some of uh, what I think you learn as you navigate the waters of uh, being engaged with black diversity, you know, so within just sort of black life, the diversity is that, um, yeah, like, you know, we, we, we have a lot of different things going on, you know, so so for example, um, you know, some people might be surprised that um, some now this is a key word here now. So y'all understand what some some S O M E some that means not all just a portion some some um, Africans and African Americans and Caribbean folks don't always all get together on every issue. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's different ways of being and living and doing and biases even within the black community that sometimes we wrestle with. And so again, we're not monolithic. You know, we all are shaped and formed in different ways. And so uh, it's not right or wrong, but it's it's good to be able to come together, as you said, and be able to realize, hey, we're we're all in this together. You know, um, the 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 type of rice you may eat may be different than the rice that I eat. You know what I'm saying? The the, the, the way you cook your plantains are maybe different than how I eat certain things, but we're we're all we're all in this together. And at, at least in the the context of you know the United States, what what often is said is that Black history is uh, American history. You know, it's it's not this separate thing that's like out there somewhere. It's like there's there's no American history without Black history because, to be frank, Black people kind of have helped America become America, um, in addition to indigenous peoples and other folks that have kind of been maligned over the years. Um, so on the, on the flip side of that question, uh, what's, what's some, some challenges, what are some challenges that you've experienced here at Trinity? You know, maybe not as much, uh, you know, if you've been online, but, but just what, what are some hardships that you're like, man, I mean, I like Trinity and everything, but people be getting on my nerves because of fill in the blank. Don't grab the mic too soon. Anybody. <laughs> no, because none, none of us, none of us want to put Trinity on blast. Oh, that's, okay. That's why. That's why we're pausing. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have much to say. Um, I suppose, like, I mean, we all kind of. Uh, I think Annie kind of said in the last thing. There's obviously not a lot of black people on campus. So, I mean, personally, for me, I feel a lot more comfortable when I'm around people who look like me. Um, you know, so being in a dorm or even like a whole building where I'm the only black guy, it's um, it's not the most ideal thing because at the end of the day, while we still hope to be progressive and equal, there's a difference, you know, um, you know, me wearing my do-rag or, um, you know, me brushing my hair or like certain things that I would do that they wouldn't do. And, you know, they, like, it's just, it is always a, you are a bit out of your comfort zone, you know, like they start asking questions like, oh, can I wear your do-rag or, you know, um, how do you say this? Why do you say that? Or like, oh, why do you do that type of thing? You know, all these little questions that they don't really need to be asked, but I understand this curiosity when there's something they're new to, but I'm not, you know, it's kind of stuff that I've been going over like the last 21 years of my life. So I kind of would appreciate if I didn't have to do it and keep doing it, you know? 
Yeah. No, that's that's good insight. I think to be able to share. Um, you know, I'll I'll say uh, as a staff member. Um, you know, grateful for Trinity Western, but I think uh, one of the challenges that predominantly um, white Christian institutions have around issues of race is that it, it's it kind of like the default setting is is white, you know, and so whether it's curriculum, you know, in your coursework or what people expect of chapel, um, you know, just so many different components are we're used to having white preachers, we're used to having, you know, white you know, music that would represent more of a white experience. We're used to just that kind of thing. And so um, in my role, you know, I, I try to do what I can to normalize diversity. And, and that means, um, you know, creating a platform by which we expect to see people that look different than us all the time, you know, um, and that it's not just, you know, we just, we only have black uh, speakers in chapel during Black History Month. That's not going to work. That's, that's just not going to work. So I make sure I do my part beyond just me, you know, preaching or speaking because I'm the university chaplain, but having other guests that are not just black, but that are Asian, that, you know, are from a variety of different backgrounds, which again, I think for me is important. Um, if we say the kingdom of God is real and it matters and, and Jesus is on uh, the right hand of God, the father, and, you know, he, he's there advocating, then, then we need to make sure that we do what we can to, to promote, you know, real diversity, not tokenism, but, but real diversity. Yeah, and kind of stemming off of that, I just kind of felt that in previous years, I don't, I think Anya might know, but whenever we have gospel chapel, for example, there was a certain way that people would expect gospel chapel to go because it's being led by Black, you know, singers. Um, and there's just, I don't really know what the word is for it, but almost like there's some kind of separation. Like I remember when uh, Reverend James, you first spoke and there was a certain way that people expected you to speak because like you were from Texas, you're black. And like, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's some kind of lingering stereotype, especially surrounding like quote unquote black Christianity or like African-American Christianity that I think people put in front of them when it comes to things like gospel chapel or like when a black person is speaking that I feel creates an unnecessary divide. Yeah. That's been one of like my biggest negative experiences at Trinity is the whole like these stereotypes surrounding Blacks in general. So I've even noticed with like with chapel, where chapel was supposed to be something that was like, I think that's like Trinity's way of like being inclusive. But the fact that we have to have a gospel chapel in the first place feels extremely exclusive to me. Because I feel like if you're really dedicated to being all about diversity and representing everyone and making everyone feel included, then you would cycle out and we wouldn't just be singing the worship music, like the hill song all the time. There should be a good, nice balance of a little bit of everything. And this is how you expose people to different cultures. 
a lot of people in Chile have been sheltered and only introduced to things and uh, they've only been introduced to things and surroundings and people that look like them. So when people who are different come out, they don't know how to act or they don't know the right what to say and what not to say to this group of people. So you can't, you can't introduce a group of people to something different or get them to learn about other cultures by being comfortable and keeping everybody comfortable. Sometimes we have to push people out of those comfort zones. I was called ghetto for the first time ever in my life just for raising my voice a little bit and speaking up about something. So, you know, me, I was offended because ghetto was not something that I necessarily associate with and coming from where I come from, it's not, it's not a good thing. But I realized that simply being African American to them in their eyes just means that I'm automatically ghetto. Like that's what being African American means. And there have been a lot of other like small like microaggressions like that that I've received as well. Like with Cavalli's gangster rap unit, where they were talking about gangster rap as someone coming from an environment with that type of music is very prevalent. I have my own sort of like perception of what gangster rap was but the class is taught very biased from a from a biased opinion and so a lot of these kids who haven't been exposed to this are taking in this information and making their judgments based off of someone else's opinion it got to the point where i would try to speak up in class but it moves very quickly so there isn't much room for like discussion and even then, their minds were made up about it because coming from the cross versus somebody who listens to the music, I guess my opinion was incredible. But it got to the point where, like, I was so uncomfortable that, like, I stopped going to class. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you like, you're coming in, you're hearing these stereotypes and these people come in and make, making assumptions about you and your culture as a person, and it feels like you're being attacked especially with the small black community that we have at the school. I was the only black girl in the class. And, you know, so I feel like Trinity needs to do a lot better at making sure that they do their research and that they do do those things that make people uncomfortable and that we do have these, we do continue to have these discussions. Yeah. A amen. Amen. I'm uh, I'm with you you guys. I think um I think you're you you guys are right. You know, the the idea of comfortable Christianity is really an oxymoron. Um, you know, Christianity in and of itself is the most uncomfortable thing <laughs> you can do. Jesus was the the perfect picture of making everybody uncomfortable. And and as Christians, again with this this ethic of this coming kingdom of God that that invites all tribes, all tongues, all nations into the fold, you know, for those who follow Jesus. Like we, we have to make sure that's that that's seen through all the different components of how we do life as Trinity Western, from the dorms um, to our, our resident assistants to chapel. Um, we're working on the Hillsong stuff. So y'all, y'all pray for me. We're we're trying to get more diverse with with some of that. Um, to to the the curriculum, you know, with professors, the whole the whole experience, we want it to be something that really reflects who we understand God to be and therefore who we are like our our ethnicity and our race 
is not an aside to how God created us. Um, you know, our, our skin, God gave us the, the melanin or, or lack thereof that we have. And so it's something we can celebrate and not feel, feel bad about. Um, so I appreciate you guys sharing. Uh, let me just wrap this up by uh, offering a couple of uh, helpful hints, just piggybacking on some of what you guys said. So for the Trinity Western folks out there, um, you know, these are some things to, to think about. You know, we don't want to be tokenized, right? We, we also don't want to be stereotyped, um, as Anya said. So if you, if you maybe are in a class and you're, you're hearing about this or reading something about history, um, I would say we all would, would say, like, ask someone, particularly someone of color. Like, we, we don't have the time or energy to be everyone's guide in life. But, but I think we're open to, you know, people that you have relationship with in class or in the dorms, you know, asking questions like, hey, what is life like as, as someone who is um, from Dublin, Ireland? You know, um, you tell me a little bit about that. You know, um, maybe, maybe they, they have a question about, you know, your, your background or where you come from or how things look there and all that kind of stuff. So I think we're open to those kinds of things. But, uh, but you also can pick up a book, too. Um, <laughs> you also can can do some other things to educate yourself um, and, then, and then ask good questions um, from people. And then lastly, I try to highlight this as often as I can, um, just being honest, don't touch the hair. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Now, I don't care whether you got long hair or you, know, you shave it like I shave mine, um, don't, don't touch the hair. Now I'm grown, so I haven't experienced that uh, as an adult, but I remember being in college at the University of Maryland and playing football and having having some issues with some folks. And I'm like, brother, you got you got one more time. I'm this this is not the frat house, brother. It's it's a gonna go down. You better you better step back a little bit. So all I'm saying is that those are just some helpful hints, really no matter what your culture or, or racial background is. Like there there's just some some six feet of space, you know? I mean you can't do it virtually, but but the hula hoop space. Y'all know what I don't know if y'all got hula hoops in Canada, is that a thing or, or not? But Hula hoops, you know, six inches. Give give someone some space and and don't be invasive just because you feel like you know you you want to ask them this or you want to tell them that. You know, be curious but be respectful. I guess I would say. So um, thank you guys for taking some time to chat and to share um, all this good information. Um, shout out to the Afro Caribbean Club and all that they're doing to try to kind of promote some of these conversations. Um, any any parting words? Anybody wanna wanna say something? Just be mindful of your words and your attitudes and your actions. Um, we're not like I don't. I hate the idea that people think that we're sensitive. Um, or, you know that we take things so to heart. Um, but you do have to watch what you say um, and just be aware of be aware of your surroundings. You know, don't like it's not nice to be uncomfortable. So don't make uh, other people uncomfortable. Um, you know, by saying things or doing things by trying to be the lad or trying to be the last. Just you know, be smart. Hey, I like it. Be smart. I would also say, um, like, intent doesn't supersede impact. So if we let you know that something is offensive, like, don't, like, and it doesn't just stop with Black people, like, any minority or if anybody comes to you and says something that you said is offensive, don't diminish anybody's experience. Just know that just because you intended or you didn't intend for it to be offensive doesn't mean it wasn't. So listen to people's experiences and just learn from them. Yeah. Ani, you good? All right, look at that. 
All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys. Um, God bless your hearts and all your parts, those of you out there in Trinity Western. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys uh, next time we have chapel. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope to worship together with you soon at our next broadcast online at livechapel.twu.ca every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. You can also stay connected with us by following at TWU Chapel and at TWU Student Ministries. Much love.